Hey guys, this is Sherwin with Gospel Music Buzz. How are you? Hey, my Great. brother, how you how doing? You? Awesome, awesome. So again, you know, thank you guys for carving out some time to speak with us here today. Uh, I guess I'll I'll kind of start this one off with uh with James. James, you know, looking looking at a movie like this, right? I mean, we can kind of take this some different angles. There's a lot of risks that had to have been taken. You wore many hats throughout that process. What were some challenges, if any, that encountered kind of switching between composer, writer, director, just going in between that gambit? Well, you know, for me, I mean, that's that's a great question. The answer is kind of um, unique in that there's, there's no risks. You know, you don't actually switch hats when you compose and when you write something because they are actually the same thing. If you look at a script, a script is roughly three acts. A song is three acts. It's like two verses in the middle latest. So the, everything is pretty much the same. The challenge is not to switch hats at all. The challenge okay. is to keep the same hat all the time. When you're working with, with Lakeith and he's playing Clarence, when you're working with um, Lakeith and he's playing Thomas, you look at each character as a musician. They, every single person is a composer. They're composing as they're, as they're talking to you. And you have to not switch hats at all. Lakeith as Thomas, is stoic and he keeps his hands together. He's holding a book, he's always holding, he's always holding something. That gives you one melody. Lakeitha's Clarence is free. Thomas, it seems, was free and is composed. Lakeitha's Clarence, Clarence is free and Clarence gives you a whole other melody. So Clarence is, ah, 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 and the melody draws itself around Clarence's body language. When you look at Thomas, he's, he's stoic. So the melody is more They're the same. Like one, you stay in this frame and you're staying true to something, but you have to be aware of it all the time. So you, you're constantly composing along with what you're seeing and what, what is being present, uh, presented to you because the whole wow. thing is an orchestra. You know what I mean? The challenge no. is to, I know it's a long answer, but the challenge no, no, no. Is, to, is to not change hats at all. Keep the same hat. You're composing as you're directing, you're directing as you're composing, you're writing songs as you're, because it's all the same thing. It's just all storytelling. Wow. Thank you so much for giving such, a, such an in-depth answer. Thank you. Like no, look at Licky, this this one is for you because again, like uh, James mentioned, you know, you kind of walk between both of them, right? You're playing the protagonist, and knowing that once you're going down that particular path, you're going to catch a lot of smoke because you know everyone is going to come with the smoke when they're seeing that side. But also, kind of going back, uh, you know, in in between both both of those roles, what would you say, you know? from a preparation standpoint, like what was your preparation path like just going into that and knowing that that was what was in front of you? Well, the beautifully crafted story really lended to the journey in a way that was legible and uh, easy to ascertain. I think uh, the beauty of naivete is that it provides a space where there can be something to be learned. And I think going into Clarence, having that um, really gave me a place to go. Uh, one of the most naive things you can do is think that you understand and have all the answers. 
Uh, so I think going into it with that in mind um, led me to put, position him to be humbled and to learn. And I think playing the juxtaposition with Thomas, you, you know, you always have the foil characters who remind you either who you are or who you aren't. And um, it was important to draw that distinction between the two uh, in their countenance, the way they carried each other. Twin brothers are quite interesting because they can come mm -hmm. from the same place, they can come from the same parents and be polar opposites and completely different. What are the things that change them? One of the things is the environment, but one of the things is also just built into their DNA, how they respond to the environment and also what we project. And so if I want to project a certain thing and I want to be seen a certain way, I move a certain way. So I wanted to make sure the characters uh, sort of carried that with them. And of course, the musical element was ever present, as it is on any James Samuel set. You always feel the rhythm in the words, the way he speaks, you can hear it, the musicality, the way that he writes. And uh, so it was kind of always with us. And so you kind of carry that rhythm within the performance. And I love what he says about there not being a real separation between the two, because I felt similarly about Clarence and, and Thomas. And uh, there just seemed to be some sort of unification that was like beyond everything else. It sort of brought it all together, mm -hmm. the world that we existed on. As soon as you put those robes on, you kind of realize like, oh, we're in a whole different world. I had to learn how to walk upstairs in a robe. I didn't realize that you must gather <laughs> one's drapery <laughs> before, before moving up the Gather steps. Gather one's drapery. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you become entangled. And that seemed to be a beautiful metaphor for what the journey would be. Yeah. Well, th thank you guys so much. I know we're out of time, but thank you. I love the movie. Can't wait for others to be able to experience it. Thank you so much again. Thank you, Kings. Hi guys, this is Sherwin with Gospel Music Buzz. How are you doing today? Good, good. good. How, how are you? Doing? All right. I mean, I'm love I'm loving the fashion, man. You guys are looking pretty stellar back there. Thank you. We try, we try yeah, to clean we try up to a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see. I guess I'll uh I'll kick this off with, with Anna first. Anna, you are somewhat torn between family as well as your love interest have you ever had to deal with that in real life <laughs> he said we are starting uh, yeah i mean i only have like three minutes so. in my real life you know what i have i have okay. i have i have i think you know i was born in senegal i'm very much okay. of the culture my parents are very deeply rooted in it um and and so there's a, there's a desire from them for me to find someone um, of that of that heritage, but there aren't a lot of Senegalese people out here. So, um, you know, I guess in that sense, I guess in that sense, sure. And and then when you, for your character, you know, at some point started to you know look into uh, look into Clarence and start to, you know see him in a fond new light. What right. did you believe was, you know, that turning point for her to say, hey, you know, before I was kind of, you know, thinking he might have been a little bit sketchy, but I'm going to give him a chance now. What was that turning point like for her? Well, I think both um, Clarence and Virginia have have these arcs, right? They they start in one way and, and then they end at the end of the film in another. And the way that they end is a more evolved state, a more open minded state, a more of a state of stepping back and 
seeing everything for, for the truth of what it is instead of standing too close to something and, and not being able to see the full thing. And so for Varenia, I think she realized that they share the same values, that he is and has always been um, very good to her, very loving of her, very much cherishing her. And, um, and, and so she realizes all the time that she's wasted rejecting someone that truly did just love her for who she was and so yeah love, love that thank you rj over to you your character i would say you know definitely had a very strong sense of loyalty no matter what was happening you showed up you had your boys back you were there throughout the whole thing how would you kind of translate that into 2023 you had a friend like that that have all of these ideas thinking about going down a path how do you see that playing out today? Uh, I am that friend. Uh, I ask my friends on the daily. Just trust me. I know it sounds stupid, but I, I think it'll work out. You feel me? And um, if I didn't feel my source right with God first, he wouldn't be able to kind of guide me through who to attach to for that type of loyalty, right? Um, so my circle consists of a few, but all of those few I can give him my heart, tell him to go around the world, don't get no speck of dust on it. And it'll be the same way when it get back to me. You know what I'm saying? So it really reflects me. It was easy to slip into that sense of wow. what the character needed to bring because my circle is like that. You know, we don't always know the end of our ideas, mm. you feel me? But if Aaron or ZZ say, hey, I got this idea, it's not my job to you know talk them out of it or tell them how it's impossible. It's my job to support how it could be possible, even though none of the guidelines say that this could work. <laughs> you know, like that's my job as a friend. So when it comes to Elijah to show that loyalty, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, that's what we need to see betwixt, you know, mm -hmm. black people, you know, show us to be that way between each other. And and I think that's that's a great point because Elijah was also, you know, expressing concerns at certain point when he was like, Oh, I'm seeing like a shift, right? First, we were going into this for the bread, but then things things are kind of shifting. How would you kind of broach that subject? Now, you're with your friend, you're going in one path, but then you're seeing things changing, but now you got to decide, do I want to confront them with that change? Do I want to skirt around it? Like, how would you approach that? I mean, you got to give the truth, whether it tastes like, you know, medicine or if it tastes like orange juice, depending if you like orange juice or not. Me, personally, I love <laughs> orange love juice. It. I love nice. orange juice. Um, but if it's something that means something to you, right, it doesn't really have to make all the sense. Mm. You feel me? Love don't make sense, but we all aspire yeah, yeah. to grasp it someday. Mm. You feel me? The the tracks to get into it are reckless. They're, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But when you get to it, you know, like you don't even recognize it. That's what you're at. You just feel a different yeah, yeah. being of yourself, right? So that's all in a uh, spark of growth. You feel me? I feel like the opportunities that Clarence had to change mm -hmm. his approach, right? He took them, you know? I have the opportunity to be this disciple, even though he may have been doing it for this reason, God yeah, had yeah. him doing it for this reason, you feel me? Mm -hmm. So even though we may think, mm -hmm. uh, oh, there was, no, nah, it's always gonna switch. But at the end of the day, God got you, you feel me? Like, it's always a plan. Yeah. That's why, you know, it yeah. takes away the fear aspect, you feel me? Don't be scared of failing or, coming into contact with something new, when you're new, apply it to where you can then reach your greatness. You know what I'm saying? Even if you don't know how to, just try it a little bit. Wow, you know? wow. I, I love that. I love both of your roles. 
you guys played it just flawlessly. I can't wait for everyone else to be able to experience what I was able to experience. And then last question here before we get pulled away, back to you, Anna. You know, what was your just, you know, preparation like when you got that call? Like, hey, this is what it is that's in front of you. This is a script. You're jumping into it. What was your preparation like? Mm, I just thought a lot about who this woman was and, um, you know, what her life was like during this time. Um, I ended up coming to, this is kind of like a lawless land at the time, like her brother Jedediah is someone who uses violent means and, and is, is very much, they call him Jedediah the terror because he's, um, a terror. And, and, you know, so this is part of her world and it would make sense that she would desire someone that, a partner that is stable and that can protect her and that can help her build the kind of life that she that she wants and she doesn't see that in Clarence. So I just thought a lot about um, her goals and why does she keep rejecting Clarence was a question I had to mm -hmm. you know, ask myself and, and that's kind of what I came to. And James was so great. We had a lot of conversations about who Verinia was and, and what this world looks like and, and um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, and I'm out of time. Thank you so much. You guys were awesome. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much.